is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Well, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free! But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a little while. It's kind of nice to be back. A little it's, weird to be back. It's weird being in here. Yeah, very right, nice to right? be back. It's, it's real nice to be back, though. But uh, you were listening to 89.7 WUEC Eau Claire. This is the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday with Jack, Braden, and Nolan. Just us three tonight. Uh, it seems like it changes every week. But uh, here we go. Uh, might as well jump into it. We uh, don't have our full hour. The rest of the show has went a little long. That's all right. It's nice to, nice to have uh, Blue Gold Radio back. But... Why not jump into it? We're in the middle of uh, NBA playoffs, um, and I know as a Timberwolves fan, that was a rough last week, um, especially, you know, I, I was sitting there watching the, uh, I think it was game five. Was it game five that they choked twice where where at the end of the first half, they were up by 20, yeah. and then was, at the end of the back game. To back. Were, it was game five and six and where they six. had double-digit oh, leads. And they played the seventh, too, or sixth. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. They didn't and play both, seventh, both of them but, were fourth quarter where they had the double-digit lead and then ended up blowing it. It was brutal. It was, the, what you say? Yo, no, you're good. Okay, you're good. <laughs> that sixth game, um, I was watching the game. We were watching the game with friends, and we, our Timberwolves friend, he was like, they just can't get up by 10 in the fourth. If they don't get up by 10, they're going to win. And then they get up by 10. Oh, <laughs> it's blow. brutal. It's Prob- brutal. The problem was they didn't have the uh, crazy people running on the floor. Yeah. I, I, they, every single in, game. In every single game. Yeah. They won 3-0. <laughs> yeah. When, when a protester has come onto the well, court it was, in it was, some way. It's, it was glue girl. Funny. And the, then Chanders. And then someone cha- got chained yeah, to the, the chain person. And then and the oh, person yeah, got, nah. that got tackled right yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they, yeah. Third time's a charm. They finally caught that. I'm surprised that they didn't like hire somebody. To like run out of the well, floor. I was thinking about that. I think I think what I was seeing because I don't know if you guys know the extent of what the protest was. It had something to do with, with the owner, their, right? Well, they're protesting. Yeah, Glenn Taylor, who's their owner, who's currently like passing the ownership on to Alex Rodriguez, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but um, they were protesting Glenn Taylor because uh, some chicken farm or company that he represents ended up like <clears throat> there was like a. a chicken flu or something that went through there and they ended up killing a lot of chickens. It was animal activists, basically. And so with that last one, they sat a security guard basically right yeah, behind, I saw right that. behind yeah. Glenn Taylor. And then there's these two ladies, one who starts recording and the other one that sprints right by Glenn Taylor. And the guy just comes out and he's ready. That guy, I mean, someone needs to sign that guy to an NFL contract. Just give him a, give him a, give him a race. Yeah, for that, sure. he, he textbook tackle. <laughs> for, you said that uh, they should hire somebody to look out for him. Who was that one video where the player walked by and they asked if he was getting in and I said, no, I'm in zero. Oh, minutes. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a, yeah. What a great, I love that <laughs> he, video. He could, he could have been watching for him. Like, he's not got anything better to do that night, but. Honestly, it, it, that, who was it? But that was so funny. Was it Jake Lehman? Yeah, it was Jake yeah, Lehman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah, job. Yeah. Hey, is he going to be playing tonight? Hey, you you playing tonight? <laughs> nope. Zero minutes. No, he's, he said he's not playing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, the Timberwolves uh, made the playoffs for the first time, or the second time since 04. Um, the last time they made it was with Jimmy Butler. Obviously, we kind of know how that one went, and and they also lost in the first round. Um, but that time they had to face an uh, insanely good Rockets team, and and this time they're playing a Memphis team where a lot of people actually 
almost saw Memphis as the underdogs, which was surprising being a 2-7 game. I really honestly thought that the T-Bulls were going to win this series um, through the first four games just yeah. because of their... They're one of the most electric teams in the NBA. And when you're hot going into it, I think that the play-in really helped them, yeah. give them that boost, even though everybody clowned Pat Bev for treating <laughs> it like a finals game. I actually I really loved it. I, I loved it, too. Tell me it wasn't the finals? No, it was playing, but... I've, he's got a lot of criticism for it, but like I think if you understand the history of the Timberwolves and the way that, that Pat Bev coming in here kind of changed the culture a little Definitely. bit, like, I don't see why you, you uh, don't. Like, he, he said before the season that He's never not been to the playoffs, yeah. and that he's getting them to the playoffs. So it's kind of like crazy, and he did it. Like it's not like he's some star player, but he's. I feel like a the, really the good younger guys. Player. Every time they draft them in Minnesota, they just like don't have guys to look up to to kind of be like, okay, That's this a, is what we I've need never to do. Thought about that, it's a good way. It's, it's a like, good point. The Pat Bev's like their first vet that like actually is like gonna be a leader in the locker room because yeah. they've never actually win because D'Lo is still young. I mean, Cat's obviously still pretty and young. None of them have great leadership traits. No, yeah. I think I think Anthony Edwards once he gets a little older is going to be a really good leader on that team. I but, agree, but it's it's a good point where for however many years now, when your leadership is Carl, Carl Anthony, Anthony Towns, Towns. Yeah. you're not gonna get very far. He's it's not you know. He's a great basketball player. Some people just don't have those leadership traits, and he doesn't. He's not one of those guys who has great leadership. And sure, and, it doesn't really help when uh, one of his first few years, KG comes back and just hates on the team still, even while he's there. Or, but, or the other year where Jimmy Butler comes and basically, what, what was it? You know, he you, you need him me. playing with the third <laughs> the strings, third strings and just all the pounded him or whatever. Yeah. And it's it's just yeah. I mean, you would think after all those wake up calls, it'd be different. But I will also throw out the point that like. Late in that game six, like I think it was like 16 seconds left or something. It was a close game. Oh, and hit that Kat, three. Cat, well, he throws up that three, and it was just like I thought he missed it. I thought he missed oh, it. Oh, yeah. Threw, yeah. So the, the sequence he was it. he rushed yeah. it, and then he threw like instead of you know working it around, getting a, an ideal shot, he just kind of pulled up with a lot of time left. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's such immature basketball. Exactly. Like, like, I, that's how they played all the entire second half of that series. It was very, it was very, uh, it, it just felt like desperation mode for that team. Definitely. Yeah. And it's just like lack of experience in the playoffs because having more veteran guys, like I said, they're going to like be the ones either to take a shot like that if you get a three point shooter or just like explain to them, like, we can't right. be doing that in crunch time. We need to get the best shot we yeah. possibly can. Well, yeah, I so. mean, with two or three minutes left in the game, Pat Bev got ejected. So, yeah, that doesn't help. No, you know, for sure. It, that's it, it, like we were just saying, if he is your leadership, you know, and he held a players only meeting before game six and whatnot, like if he is kind of that heartbeat of your team, man, it's really tough when he gets ejected. Well, and then you talk about game five, too, where it was either game, I think it was game five where um, Cat only had like like eight points yeah, or it something looked just less like the playing game and then, and then a ton of fouls he almost fouled out and it was mm -hmm. like well now suddenly you gotta play cautiously with your best player and like what do you what do you do now because he's he he also did a really great job of um eliminating is it jaron jackson is that his name yeah. jaron jackson jr yep. he did cat did a great job of of kind of holding him down as a big man and well as soon as cat's out of the game it jaron jackson can go off you know and and so that was another point where it was like just yeah it was all very poorly done by the Timberwolves yeah <laughs> felt sad. very Minnesota sports esque but uh, moving on from that somber stuff I know that that Braden came in really hot about wanting to talk about his Bucks who are rolling right now yeah, yeah the uh, 
or a lot of the NBA analysts or whatever were picking the Celtics to win in five, I saw. Really? And that, yeah, they were saying how, oh, without Middleton, there's no chance. And just like that, uh, because the defense was so good against Kevin Durant, that it'd be the same for Giannis. But their games are so different oh, where yeah. it's like Giannis is going to get his, even though like he, they are going to hold him a little bit. He shot nine for 25 today, still scored 24 points, had 13 rebounds and 12 assists. Wow. So, like, wow. yeah, you held them to 24 points and poor shooting, but it still resulted in an 11-point win, 12-point right. win. So, Jeez, good for and And, I mean, and they dominated the Bulls in that first series, mm-hmm. which, you know, I, I think coming in, it, it was either one of you guys said it or Anders brought it up to me uh, off the show. But, like, the Bucks played it perfectly in in the idea of like all right let's let's not play our starters this last game and let's let's play the the bulls instead of the nets i think that was the more favorable matchup and it i mean it showed they came in and just rolled right past them except what the the buck or the the bulls took one game from yep, them and it was it the was? game middleton and uh portis both got yeah, hurt exactly. in so and that's the second time only the uh bulls have won in the last 21 game against, against the bucks wow yeah really i didn't, I didn't know really, that yeah, no they've been Super dominant the last couple of years against wow. the Bulls. Wow, interesting. Nuts. Well, and I mean the Bulls for the past few years haven't been great, but mm. this year's team—I mean they kind of put something together with the team this year. Yeah. And I, I, you know what, I was kind of expecting the Bucks to win. I didn't expect it to be as easy as it was. <laughs> so, are you guys? Well, this is kind of going off topic, but who do you guys feel right now is the favorite to win the the finals? Because I think it's the Bucks. They the look. Bucks are hot. Look great. It's really hard to. I mean. Yeah, the Bucks. I, I think Golden State still looks pretty good right now. I definitely. I, I would have said the 76ers had Joel Embiid not gotten hurt. Now it's like, uh oh, what what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen there? Because there's only so much James Harden can do. We saw that with the Rockets. We saw that with. The I mean, he's been shooting terribly in the playoffs. Exactly. Pretty, pretty badly. And now, in the and now too, you but. lose your best player. It, but but I would say either Golden State because they just they just beat. The Grizzlies in Memphis, um, in Memphis, yep. and and uh, with Draymond ejected in the second, exactly, so. and then and then the the Bucks obviously are are playing hotter than anyone right now. Yeah. So I, I'd go either of those. I, I, really I see that as a finals matchup too. It'd be but, a great matchup. Yeah, the Suns. I feel like they're a little too injury prone. They might get well. I guess Warriors are too, but it's like how healthy is how healthy is Booker? Point. I mean, yeah. It it really depends. Chris Paul is different in the playoffs, man. He mm. he, he that, you never count him out. That game yeah. six, he was perfect. Eleven for eleven, 30, fourteen for 30, 11, fourteen for fourteen, fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, it was like the greatest points or something. Greatest shooting performance efficiency wow. wise ever wow. with that amount of volume. I didn't realize that. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on with the the Bucks there? Uh, uh, no, not really. Just kind of that. I forgot to point out we just kind of discounted the heat the heat have given the bucks a lot of problems yeah i mean uh, would the 4-0 last year be a lot of problems that oh. well no 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 i'm not saying like a lot of problems oh. not, well like, we're just i'm just talking about like the year before that with Col- yeah, it was yeah. it was the bubble but but you know. also like okay but the suns also prior to being true. good went 8-0 in the bubble true. so like what what does true. that really say and true. also like the formula for stopping the bucks before was build the wall and whatever and the Celtics re-got Al Horford just to, like, guard Giannis in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he was guarding him today, but it still clearly didn't matter too much because yeah. like, Giannis is so dominant in the paint. Right. There's a couple plays where, one, Tatum was guarding him, and he was, like, trying to, like, like straight up with his body or whatever. Yeah. And Giannis kind of spins around him, and Tatum just falls over, and he just has an easy layup. to. It's like, 
I don't, okay, I don't know how they're going to guard him. Slightly just, off topic. Greatest player like, of all time. At what point are we going to stop saying Jason Tatum is like the next Kobe Bryant? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Brayden, Brayden, you've been waiting. You've been waiting. Okay, okay. Yeah, For the dude. last two years, ever since COVID, when, ever since the COVID bubble, when, when Jason Tatum just kind of like was unleashed and everybody was yeah. comparing him to Kobe. Yeah. Every single game, Braden was like, oh I cannot God. take this. Why? Why? Why is he Four, still... You 40 know, minutes, he's a, six for 18 he's, shooting. He's a fine player. Yeah, he's I'm a good not, player. I, will, I won't, you know, let's not discredit him, but, like, this guy's been in the league for how many years now? What, like five, probably, five yeah. six? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he is yet to get to that, like, superstar level, and we're still sitting here saying he's the next Kobe Bryant. He's yeah. the ne- It's like, come on, guys. Really? There's one mama. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly. honestly. And there's a question. I mean, obviously this year I think Tatum's better than Brown. But uh, a couple years ago they were like, okay, should they trade one of their young players yeah. for a better veteran all-star or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, obviously they're not going to trade Jason Tatum because he's like their face of the like, yeah, team right, or whatever. Right. But I, a few years ago it seemed like Jalen Brown was just quietly like, a little bit better, Jaylen more efficient. Brown is just as good, yeah. if not, not better. Not today. Not no, today. Well, okay, <laughs> fair enough. But, <laughs> well, moving on before we tangent too much there about the Celtics. Um, it's in, on to some baseball. And uh, I know I know, um, Nolan and I were pretty excited coming in. Both our teams are rolling right now. Yeah, Braden, you can tune out for a little bit. Yeah, I, I, watched, I watched some of that. Oh, did you? Did you? Oh, one of two times you might yeah. tune out a bit here. But, um, <laughs> So uh, I'll start with my twins yeah, here. Go ahead. Nine, nine, uh, won nine of their last ten. Uh, they're thirteen and nine overall. Um, they started off really slow, but they've been on a, a heater lately. Byron Buxton looks like arguably the best player in baseball right now. Yeah. I mean, he's mashing. He, you know, ball. he's he's mashing. He's his his average isn't quite there, but like everything he's doing with the ball. I mean, he's hit seven home runs already, twelve RBIs. He's he's just crushing the ball and he's playing well. And he's obviously always defensive sound, de- defensively sound. So. I think that's great. It's exciting to to see them kind of turn around so quickly from from how they were doing last year. Um, and then the other the other interesting thing is they have a, a pitching staff full of no names around the league. I mean, I mean, people. It's a lot of guys that people don't recognize. I mean, their their opening day starter was Joe Ryan. Who, oh my gosh! Who last year was must see television. Pro. He is awesome. And not to mention, we traded. Nelson Cruz at the deadline last year to the Rays to get Joe Ryan. Nelson Cruz stayed there for two months and then went and signed with the Nationals. So they really gave up on a on a really solid starter for two months of Nelson Cruz, and uh, it, it's working. And, and then the headliners, uh, you know, they went out and they traded for Sonny Gray, yep. who, or you know, was the biggest name on the rotation. He's hurt, and they're still doing well without him. Playing very well. Um, the one other thing I wanted to touch on, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this, is uh, Miguel Sano. And, and whew, man, walk you know, off, as walk a, off. What a walk <laughs> off! Did, I, did you did, did you see that walk off? Where no, Miguel, he was actually. Oh. I watched it. So when I was telling you, we were yeah. we were talking about it before the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to you about how I was watching it at a friend's house. Braden actually wasn't there. Oh. But talk about probably the most. Confusing electric mm. walk off. Oh, he's not. Oh, yeah. yes. yeah. yes. So yes. the hit to the right field, hits off his glove, throws in, loads the bases, throws in, catcher airmails it over the third base mm. head to run score. Game wow. winner, Game. baby. <laughs> oh my god. If you need those in winning streaks though. Like yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It leave it to Miguel Sano <laughs> to not actually get a hit for a walk off. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it's full of errors and whatnot. But it, what I was gonna say with Miguel Snow is you know what, this is a guy who 
prospect wise was so hyped coming in from the Dominican Republic and they, they sent him when he was like 16 and he was talked about like crazy mm-hmm. and he comes in rookie year he looks awesome yeah. he's crushing the ball and whatnot and ever since he's, he's been brutal I mean he cannot he's not hitting the ball well uh, he's currently batting point Oh nine three. Oh, oh I was gonna God. guess, and I was gonna Point guess point oh nine one. Oh nine three with one home run in fifty four at bats. Yikes! How is this guy still on an MLB roster? And and so he's a liability. He's not a good fielder. He's mm-hmm. slow. He's not a good fielder. He can't hit right now. Nope. He's only known for hitting bombs, which he only has one so far. Oh, but year. it was a tank. He's, he's hurt right now. It was a tank. <laughs> he's hurt right, now. and he's got a walk off. But <laughs> yeah, walk off winners. Uh, he and he's hurt right now. But like, I'm tired of keeping him around and keeping a roster spot for a guy who over the years just continues to struggle. I mean, his, his career batting average is 234. Well, I, mean, I think that's not great. I think that you might be getting your wish come true um, for a couple of reasons. So because of the shortened spring training, the MLB rosters actually got expanded to 28 players. And then they're cutting it back to tomorrow. 26, yeah. Tomorrow is the day where it gets cut back to 26. Also, Alex Kirilov is on IL, and he should be coming back soon. He'll be coming back. He's an everyday and then, first baseman, But right? they just had someone else get hurt, and I can't remember who it was. But they just had, yeah, they're dealing with another injury, like a pitcher and whatnot. But here's my biggest thing is uh, Twins fans are so afraid of, of David Ortiz 2.0. And I, I get it. I understand. Like, was he this bad with you guys? He was. Uh, let, let me see if I can figure it out. Because it was, it was when we were really, really, really young. Yeah. Um, let's see. He was. Let me move move my mic here for a minute. So, rookie year, he, he didn't play a ton. But when he did, 327. Oh, like beautiful. No, looked good. All right. Next year, hit 277. Year after that, injury issues. Okay. Right? Didn't, didn't play a ton. Uh, he, in 10 games, had 20 at-bats, zero hits. Yikes. And then I believe he got hurt. And then after that, 282 looks like he's coming up. And then the trade, two, 234, and then 272. So just a lot of inconsistency yep. all over yep. the place. Whatnot. Yep. How are his home run numbers? He had one home run, nine home runs, 10 home runs, 18 home runs, 20 home runs. And then we trade him. So he wasn't he wasn't a he wasn't a power hitter. No, but then listen to this. So first year with Boston, 2003. Boom. 31 home runs, 200. He, he's hitting Boom. 288. Next year with Boston, he's an all-star. Boom. He's got uh, 41 home runs, bats 301. Boom. That next year, all-star, hits 47 home oh runs. Oh, my god! 148 RBIs, hits 300. And it just keeps getting better, basically. Oh, yeah. So I understand. I, David Ortiz is, is Hall of Famer. Like yep. Everyone knows who Big Poppy is. Yep. But everyone forgets he was on the Twins because he was mediocre with the Twins. They trade him. He, has an all, he goes off. Miguel Sano, very similar. Do you trade him and then he goes off? I don't know. But why? You know what? I'd rather move on from him. I don't know that you can expect it to. You know, I, I don't know that you can sit here assuming it's going to be the exact same thing that happened with, with David Ortiz. I think that, um, I mean, I understand the worry. It's it's definitely merited, but I think we might be giving Miguel Snow a little bit too much credit just, just because of the yeah. fact that David Ortiz yeah. is a generational talent. And with the average numbers that you were listing, David Ortiz was a solid average hitter with you guys. He just wasn't in the bombs. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't. He just wasn't the power hitter right. that, that he was known for in right. in uh, Boston. But you know what? Sano's doing nothing either no, right now. Yeah. You know, he's not even he's not even hitting a hundred. He's got one home run, and it's not like he was doing a ton of that before. I mean, look at last year, only thirty home runs. The year prior, only nineteen. 
the most he's had in a season was 34. That was 2019. And that was the year that the Twins set that record for home runs. He only had 34 that year. Considering your team set the record and you're known as a power hitter on the team, 34 is good. But 34 is pretty good. Yeah. But but guys around the league on teams that didn't set the record hit 40s and 50s. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, suddenly you're like, okay. I, yeah, it's more of a. I'll get off my my soapbox. No, now. no, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's it's. I'm I'm tired of Miguel Sano. I'm Fair. ready for him to get out. Fair of here. enough. I think that looking at him from a swing standpoint, he's very immobile, and oh, the yeah. curveball gives him a lot of issues. Strikes out a lot. It's just I don't know. His it really seems to me, just from playing baseball. Obviously, he's way better hitter than I ever was or would be. But he's in the MLB. What do you mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> but he's just very immobile. Yeah, he just he looks stiff up there. He looks like he's swinging at anything and everything. Right. Like he's not tracking the ball very right. well. It's I don't know. It's it's one of those things where it's like, at what point do you stop? Say, do you say like, I, I know he's the big name. I know we put a lot into him, but he needs to get off this this out of this lineup, off this roster. I don't know if you are familiar with the name, but former Brewer, former Astros first baseman. Uh, Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. That's who mm-hmm. re- he yep. just reminds me a lot of Chris Carter. Yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. easy power, short, like l- l- just, just I don't know. It just if if he swings and misses, it doesn't really look like he's trying. No, exactly. And and you know what? Similar results of like he had one or two years. A lot of like, power. Wow, this guy yeah, can really bombs. pop. You know, really really get some pop out of that. And then he just kind of fell off, and he Definitely. wasn't there, and he couldn't stick on a roster because Definitely. I mean he was aging and all he could do was hit home runs or strike out. And that's about all he could do. Yeah. Snow's hitting the same exact trajectory <laughs> as, as Carter. So, yeah. uh, but onto some like happier news, twins are rolling. Brewers are also rolling. Let's, well, I don't want you to, I want to hear about that a little bit. I, well, I, I'm going to talk about the Brewers. Don't you worry, but I would actually like to, <laughs> I would like to keep talking about oh, the you, twins. You want a little just, bit more about the twins? All right, well, let's hear it. At the start of the season and last year, their problems was always pitching. You know, mm-hmm. they've always been a very good hitting team. Yeah. They are currently sixth in the MLB with a 3 one ERA. It's insane. When you combine that with they are a good hitting team, they yeah. just won 9-3 today against Tigers. They won yesterday. I think it was 11-1. to Yeah. It's just like when you have good pitching, I think the Twins are a playoff team. And their, their division, they're three up. The second best team in the AL Central is the Guardians, and they're two games under five hundred. Yeah, exactly. Like, if the White Sox don't get it going, the Twins might be running away with this thing Absolutely. by July. Absolutely. So. Well, and I, I like that you brought that up. Like the Twins pitching has been such a big surprise. Yeah. And and it's like a very pleasant surprise considering that I feel like my entire life it's been can the Twins just figure out pitching. But then again, I think we've said the same thing about the Brewers. And then we actually brought this up. A few weeks ago, when we yep. were talking about how yep. uh, their their starting pitching was slow off the off the get go, that's exactly what I want to talk exactly. about. Exactly, and and they've picked it up. But it's also one of those things where we've seen over the years with the Brewers, if they have consistent pitching, they are a playoff They're team. Quality. They are very, very good, team. good team. But if they don't, just like the Twins, oh, yeah. eh, not very good. Not I think pitching good. wins championships. If you look at the 2019 Nationals when they had Strasburg and Scherzer, yeah, that you have two horses and you can win a World Series. I, I don't know why that's not. Like why teams don't go that route more? Like I think teams, home runs home runs pay for tickets. That's that's what I was gonna say. Team pe- people want to watch a good offensive Definitely. team, but if you want to win a championship, mm. get a good rotation with, and a good with bullpen. The, with the Brewers too, um, that, I think I brought that up the last time we had the show where their hitting was a problem a little bit last year, and it kind of started off that way too, where they would only get wins off of home runs, or yeah. it'd be very late in the game when they get home or start getting hits. So the first month of the season, the so. 
the Brewers went one and three to begin the season. You know, you're really that's that's when we had our um, that's when we had our last podcast. I'm pretty yeah. sure is they yeah, were yeah. one and three. I was worried, but I was like, you know, pitching hasn't been good. The pitching will turn around. They have the best rotation in baseball, in my opinion. Right. Ever since starting off one and three, they're the best in the majors. They're fourteen and five. Wow. But that hasn't necessarily been from hitting, like you're talking about, Prado. Mm. It's the hitting has still been bad. They're, really. They're low. They're, I think that they're 22nd in the league in batting average. But over the last week, we've really seen the power come back. Like Tuesday, they beat Pittsburgh. They scored 12 runs. I saw this had back-to-back home runs, yep. right? Yelich yep. and then uh, Ren... Or no. Yeah, Ren- yeah, Ren- yeah Ren- you're Ren- right. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 Renfro, right? There you go. Hey. Say, Ren- <laughs> Renfro hit one yesterday, too, and they beat the Cubs 9-1. Yeah. Which, you know, that always feels good, beating the Cubs by oh, a lot. Yeah. Pri- yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The, the hitting is heating up. We're not going to talk about today losing 2-0. to zero, but <laughs> Yo, what's or, that about, What was that about hitting, heating up? No, like? the trajectory <laughs> of the team, if we're looking at the first two weeks, they couldn't muster five runs. To yeah. save their lives. Right. The last week they've scored twelve in a game, and Friday and Saturday they beat the Cubs eleven to one. Yeah, and then nine to one. The pitching is dominant. If the hitters can consistently score four runs a game, this team can win the World Series. Yeah. So I, I absolutely, I see it's just it. really exciting. And I think ESPN sure. had them as like the fifth best odds to win the championship right now. Yeah, it's, it's I, so I early. can't remember. It's, it's yeah, so it's last time I looked, yeah. they were fifteen to one. They so. also didn't even it's have the just, Giants in like the top funny. eight. That's so. such well, it's such clickbait. It's them just trying to get views online. It's like, all right, Definitely. hey, here's we're we're three weeks into the MLB season. Uh, here's who we think is going <laughs> to win it all. Okay, there's a hundred and forty <laughs> games left Definitely. right now. Like, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just. How's Yelich been? He's you know after, very good last that, week. That's what I was going to say. Very good last he, week. You know he's been such a such a a struggle because like you know obviously his his insanely good first year with the Brewers yep. and then total collapse last year where yep. it was like this he looks like a ghost of him of himself. Yeah, he, is he looking better? We so have to give him a little bit. I mean, he he must have heard my criticism because <laughs> talking to Nolan every time I watch it, he's just been bad. And uh, I'm like, we gave this guy a huge contract for no reason. But I just would like to ask you to quiet down for a minute. Okay, so he's getting tired of not being able to talk. Give so, him a break. No, no, no. It's <laughs> I just, need to butt in where I can. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Is I I hate being like this, but we have to give Yelich just a little bit of of leeway and. Being a big Brewers fan, I don't want to, but 2019, or it was 2020, actually, before the lockout, or not before the lockout, before COVID, my bad. Um, He fouled the ball off his knee, broke his kneecap. I really don't know how much you can come back from that. He's had kneecap issues. He's had back issues. Last year, I would say you can probably discount it to injury. This year, the first two weeks of the season, I was really nervous because she kind of looks lost. But the the last week... Um, if you were watching the game Sunday night baseball, they threw a stat up there. Yelich actually out of everybody in baseball is hitting the ball hard at their metrics yeah. at the highest rate in the league. So he's yeah. hitting the ball harder than Mike Trout. Yeah. But, it's just where he's hitting it, right. when he's hitting it, that kind of stuff. It just yeah. I don't know. He last week he's looked good. He went hit a home run Friday, hit a home run Saturday, looking better. Good. Just I mean today. Lost to a zero. I, so, I I like to see yeah. the to I brought this up last time. It's it's nice to have uh, Minnesota Wisconsin teams in different completely yeah. different yeah. you know conferences because like I cheer for the Twins. Yeah, they're I ALT. The it's nice to it's be a nice great to, World Series match. I would love. How cool would it be to have a Minnesota Wisconsin 
World let's Series. Let's hope play. for that, That'll huh? Sweet. Yeah, let's we can it. talk about that in the let's fall. Let's hope for that. We, uh, yeah. You know what? Uh, let's put it out there. We're getting tickets. This, oh, this I will 100% if, go if with you. If the Twins and the Brewers make it, we're, we're going. Shake on oh, there. we just shook we'll on there, there you go. We'll get tickets. Brado's not coming. I, I, knew, I knew you were about to say I'll, I'll <laughs> the game. I knew you were going to say He'll be asleep by the fifth inning. Brado will be playing Fortnite. <laughs> nah, my, uh, that's why I said, remember, baseball is one of the good napping. Oh, yeah, you oh, stop talking. That's right. Stop that's right. it. Oh my God! The yeah. Brewers are electric. The Twins are electric. It's great right now. Let's keep let's, it rolling. Let's, let's get on to the rolling. main topic. Absolutely. Huh? Well, first <laughs> off, you're listening to 89.7 WEC Eau Claire. This is the final whistle on Blue Gold Radio Sunday. So, uh, this past weekend we had the NFL draft. Probably the the outside of the NBA playoffs, the biggest kind of sporting event. This and the past Brewers. Week. Oh, Jack. And the Brewers, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, you know. It, you said it well earlier uh, before the show, Nolan. This was a really entertaining draft. I think it was, it was the most fun that I remember watching. Yeah. It was a really good time. And everyone said it was a down draft this year, but I didn't. It, you it, know what? There was just so many trades. and Yeah, so much they made it like, pack. and the picks, it's like, that's a good fit. And like, the f- uh, Well, the first round, the fact that we had we had Hollywood Brown and A.J. Brown oh both my get gosh. traded was crazy. Craziness. Absolutely. Yeah. For both of them only for second round picks, yeah. might I add. These guys, there were five wide receivers taken in the top 15 picks. These guys are getting taken so highly, but an established player like A.J. Brown, a great field stretcher, like, why am I forgetting his name? Hollywood, Hollywood. Brown. Yeah, yeah. Why are these guys going you for second round picks? You know what? It's two guys, especially A.J. Brown, is one of those where, you know, his issues in. Tennessee was uh, money. He yeah. he wants a big contract. He's gonna get paid after he, this he year. He got paid. He got. Oh a yeah, huge, he did. He got a oh, huge extension. Like From ten minutes Eagles. after that's the, right. Yeah, but I but what's, about that. what's interesting is like he though he's he's a he's probably a I'd say he's a wide receiver one on most teams. Yeah, he's not a top ten receiver in the league. I'd I argue. agree with you. And, I agree with and you. And he's asking to be paid like a top ten receiver in the league. And he did. The, the and Eagles he got don't paid need like one. A top ten receiver. The Eagles definitely need one. No, I mean, like, they don't need to, like, because they already have a couple of younger guys that are also good. They Devontae they Smith, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I mean, unless you, if we're still, we're if, not we, ta- if we hey, still have hope for Jalen Rieger. Jalen Rieger. Oh, I forgot about him. That's, how, that's what I was talking about. He, he could you do You mean the guy that year, they but, drafted one see, pick before Justin Jefferson? <laughs> crazy. Okay, well, see, now now he'll be wide receiver three. They have an established Who will? vet. Jalen Rieger. Oh, I thought you were talking about A.J. Brown. No, no, no. I was about to say, get out of here. Um. And then, you know, Jalen Hurts looked pretty good at the end of last season. So, if I don't know, the Eagles looked like they drafted pretty good. They could be pretty um, competitive in the I think NFC so. East. Yeah. Just I, mean, the NFC East so. I think it's I think it's it's funny because uh, you know, AJ Brown goes to you know, he goes from a, a team that's that doesn't really uh, like passing games not the number run one. It's a dominant. running game, run yeah, dominant, what, sure. you know. Uh, to a team where their quarterback is run dominant. Oh, and yeah. then Hollywood Brown goes from an offense that is quarterback run dominant to a quarterback that is quarterback run oh, dominant. Yeah. These poor receivers are just like... <laughs> I I think that just going off of that, I think that the Titans actually did a really good job with this because yeah. they, got the, they got the first round pick. And who do they take? They take the guy that everybody is saying... Is exactly like AJ Brown. Yeah, but now he's cheaper. Traylon Burke. <laughs> they, they they basically saved money on AJ Brown yeah. by picking up the guy that everyone compares to AJ Brown. I would like to apologize. I remember I said AJ Brown only went for a second. He actually went for that. Did go for that first. Pick. Yes, the fifteenth. Yeah. Did, what did Hollywood Brown go for? 
think just a second. I'll look. But when I saw that I Hollywood only went too. for a second, did you see Lamar tweet? He was mad. I he I would be really too. They're mad. best friends. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the, the draft was also not to mention you kind of brought it up like the amount of receivers taken so quickly. I know that like Anders as a Packer fan was just like, well, here we go again. You know, like they're sitting late in the draft, and here go basically six receivers who are all consensus first round receivers. And the Packers are up, and it's like, all right, why waste a pick on a receiver now? Now you got to go two defensive players. Yeah, here, you know, uh, not just the receivers too, but I kind of noticed the amount of QBs that got picked. That One. I just no, 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 no. no. Oh, I thought we were talking about the first. No, 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 not the first. Just in general, because there's like a couple teams that it was like a little confusing. First of all, Carson Strong, he was uh, Nevada's QB. He went went undrafted, but the Eagles still sign him because they still 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 unsure about Jalen Hurts for some reason. I can see them going quarterback next year. But then the Patriots drafted a QB. I think I think they drafted it. It might have been. Late late round. They did. No, no, they did. They did. Okay. Late round. I was gonna say it was either they drafted a QB or they just picked one up. Yeah. In, uh, well, yeah. What was so but, you know we knew this was a weak quarterback draft class, but what was bizarre to me was the fact that it was one quarterback in the first round, mm-hmm. and then it took until the third round for quarterbacks to go, and yeah. the second quarterback taken wasn't Malik Willis. Yeah. That was the crazier part. Yeah. The the thing that I wanted to bring up as soon as you said only one quarterback in the first is that why. I th- Wow, my bad. That's why I think everybody says that this draft was like not good. Yeah, the quarterbacks are good in the draft, yeah, but everyone this could else possibly be one of the best defensive drafts oh ever. Oh my god, the fact that that the top three D linemen all could have been number one overall yeah. picks in yeah. any other draft. Yeah. Did either of you guys see Trevon Walker as the first pick overall? Yeah. Um. He uh, was actually the only reason why I say I saw it is because. Betting odds before the draft, he was minus two fifty. So, I was expecting Aiden Hutchinson. I was. I'm kind of glad Hutchinson. Hutchinson. I'm happy you went to Michigan. I'm happy, I'm happy you went to the Lions. Yeah, in, in Michigan. Feel good story. Uh, but yeah, the 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 fact that that you had three edge rushers basically that were all that like the good. top three guys that they were saying were gonna get picked. Like that was just bouncing around between like eight different guys. Like who was gonna go top three? Right. So. Yeah. What I couldn't believe was that the Texans went Stingley. Okay. Third. That is exactly Ahmad what I want to talk about. Was the, the consensus number one corner. He might be when we look back at this draft, he might be one of the best corners like out ever. Of, <laughs> like of the last fifteen yeah. years. Like yeah. yeah, ever even. Yeah. Like this guy didn't give up a touchdown in college. And you're going to take Derek Stingley over? Yeah, but, okay, he played as a smaller school, lesser competition all year. See, a lot of people, I a lot don't of people care. Sh- people shy away from that. Teams <sighs> no, no, shy no. away from that. A lot of people say that, too, but uh, they like to bring up the Alabama game in the playoff. Yeah, I guess. Uh, he didn't guard Jameson Williams the whole time. They didn't right. have because that's why Alabama was running the ball. Yeah. Because whenever they targeted Williams, he couldn't even catch the ball on yeah. him. That's then, true. Because people are like, Jamison Williams had a couple touchdowns in that game or whatever, but it wasn't when Gardner was on him. Yeah. You know what? It, what's tough with that is, like, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt of, like, yeah, this guy's was his stats were great. But yeah. I also sit here and, like, if we're basing everything off of one really good game, and that's that Alabama they game. They played Georgia, too. They did play Georgia. That's two two t- really solid games, okay? What about the rest of his career? That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard. It, it's the same reason that that – so many of these smaller school guys go yep. later. It so I I understand it, but uh, I don't know. I really think that Sauce Gardner's legit. I mean, obviously Stingley's legit too. But when when uh, Stingley plays at LSU and yeah. LSU de- the L- LSU defense and and just that who they play consistently and their reputation, he, like 
I, you can't ignore it doesn't matter what team you've played for but not giving up a single yeah. touchdown the entire that's time true. you're in college yeah. is just that's, insane that's it's true. like never who who else has done that right that's a good point i'll give you that i mean it's it's impressive stuff i just it's so much of that is wait and see i for mean sure. Mm, for sure hard to say but uh yeah i mean that that that, that top of the draft was uh, was wild to me it's for just sure. where me where everyone went and um, that wasn't the jets only like top 10 pick either they also uh, decided to go for Garrett Wilson, yep. the Ohio State wide receiver. Also yep. a very good pick for very them. Very good. Yep. Which, honestly, I couldn't tell if he should have been the first receiver taken. He I wasn't. Could... Drake London was. Oh, Drake London. Mm. That was the bigger surprise. I think, actually, Drake London went Actually, one. I That's think Drake London's the best wide receiver in the really? draft, personally. Yeah. Really? Everybody has their um, thoughts on it. But, I mean, obviously, all these guys taking top 15. So yeah, they're, I mean, they, they were they're all, all very great. good. Um, but it surprised me that. That London went first of the of the wide receivers. The only reason why I I think that he's the best in the in the draft for wide receivers is just because of his ability to go get the ball. He's a lot like Devontae. Yeah. And he's just 50-50 balls. He's gonna get them. He's 6'4, 220, so he's big. Tough to cover. Yeah. I don't know. It just we're just gonna have to wait and find out because it, there's always one there's gonna be one of these wide receivers in three years where people are gonna be like I was this guy taking in the first yeah. round? Uh, one thing that really surprised me was um, the Vikings trades. And, yeah. And it was less that, like, a lot of people were complaining about, like, ah, oh, they could have gotten more. They could have gotten more. Uh, yeah, you could make an argument that you, you should get more for the 12th pick than 32, 34, and an extra third rounder while also giving up your own second rounder. You could argue that. The bigger thing is that both trades were to division rivals. Yeah. You trade, You trade with the Lions— which then allows the Lions to draft one of the best receivers in the draft, in a deep receiver draft, but one of the best receivers in the draft, which now you have to play that guy two times a year, okay? And then you do the same thing with the Packers, who they then draft one of the best second-tier receivers in the draft, who you now have to play two times a year. It makes no sense. To, like, uh, Sure, you could reverse the argument and be like, oh, well, now the Lions have to play the two guys we picked and the Packers have to play the two guys we picked, whatever. You, st- you have a weak secondary as the Vikings. Yeah. You know each team's probably going receiver, and you let them take two top receivers yeah. in that spot. It It is bizarre to me. I just want to ask you, as soon as you said Lions take wide receiver, they took Jamison Williams. Where yeah. do you think Jamison Williams goes if he didn't tear his ACL? Do you think he's the best wide receiver out of the draft? I yes. agree with that. Yes. Yeah. I think I think Jamison Williams, without getting hurt, is was the best receiver. And that's why that, that stung that much more was – Guys come back from injuries like that all the time. Mm-hmm. He's young too, Definitely. which means he's got time to come back from that. Yeah. And you basically let the Lions get a steal for sure. And someone who's going to rip your team up for years to come now in the division. And that one hurts more than the Packers one because I think the Packers one, it's there's more questions. He's small school, yeah, NDSU. receiver. You know, you never know with those guys. Definitely, but you're still. The Packers wide receiving uh, core is wide open right now, so Definitely. you know he's going to get touches. Yep. So, but the Lions would hurt. That's uh, you get you let them get a really really good receiver. Out Very of special player. Yeah. The, with the Packers thing though, they I mean they drafted three of them, so one of them is going to be a breakout guy because yeah. they just need a receiver, and just having Rogers helps with that. Right. I would uh, say. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah just a little bit. Might help I can't. A I can't bit. remember his name off the top of my head, but the wide receiver from North Dakota State. Christian Watson. Christian, Christian Watson. Watson. Yeah. yeah. Just because uh like 
you know, you don't usually watch FCS games as much, but just being on that dominant of a team, I feel like he's going to be the guy to break out just because of he's played somewhere he, good he and has got the winning yeah, mentality. So. He was good. He had a, a really good combine. He played really well at NDSU, and, and a lot of people saw him being a first-round receiver, but like a second-tier first-round receiver, mm-hmm. one of the later uh, later picks. And the fact that they got him early second uh, was probably really good value. Um I I just don't understand it with the Vikings. I mean, no, I would be frustrated too. It's it, just you know what? If those were the best offers you could get, I get it. I get that you if you're if you're sitting at twelve and you say, listen, we don't like the guys who are available here, and we don't want to reach. We know we could trade back, and you're planning like we got to trade back regardless. Are you going to take a worse return? just to stay out of the division or are you going to take the best return if it's in the division? That's a tough decision. And, and I, I understand that where especially Kwesi Adolfo Mesa being an analytics guy, their new GM mm. uh, saying, Hey, we're just going to get best value here because yeah. he's an analytics guy. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, that's a tough, tough decision there. As a, as a fan, you always want to see your team make the, make the picks as early as they can. So whenever they trade back, right. you know, it's, it's tough, but, you know, we'll we'll see. The draft's always a crapshoot, so, so we'll who, see what happens. Who do you guys think had the best draft? I think it was. There's a couple teams. I think it was the yeah. Jets. Really? Yeah. I I have the either between the Jets or Eagles. I I was thinking Jets or Ravens. The I, Ravens picked up a lot of guys that that have question marks because the injuries or other things. Were they? Did they draft? Uh, Nicobe Dean, no. Yeah, Nicobe no. Dean oh, was they, the Eagles. Oh, when I saw that Nicobe Dean got taken in the third round, I mean, obviously he's got that the problem with his pec, but if he comes around, bro, he. I was hoping the Vikings would would take him. I just kept seeing him fall. But yeah. they took uh they took that that Michigan linebacker who tore his ACL during the combine. What's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. But I'll he look. he was considered a he was considered like a top ten pick. Uh, okay. Prior to his ACL injury, they got him in the second round because because of the injury, and they kept trading in and getting these really talented first mm-hmm. round. I think they had two first round picks as well. And oh, Kyle, David Ajobo, yes, oh. David Ajobo. You yes. know what? I'm starting to agree with you a little bit that they had the a Ravens great had draft. A very good. Draft. Kyle Hamilton is the safety oh, out of Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton fell to them. Which, in fact, there was this quote that that Harbaugh said they brought Hamilton in for a meeting pre draft, and Harbaugh said. I don't know why you're even here. There's no chance we're getting you later where we're picking. And then, of course, he falls to right. them. And it was just like, oh, man. I think that so the Ravens got one of the best values of the draft, in my opinion. And I think that the Jets had the best value of the draft in Sauce Gardner at four. I don't know why he's still there at four. But Tyler Linderbaum, number 25 the overall, center the best in the center in the draft. At 25? It, and then and then you get a really good linebacker yeah. in your second round pick and and it, you get it, a really it's kind of surprising. Uh, oh, David seeing... Ajobo is his name. I don't know if you said it he or not. Oh, he did. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I was looking through it. I was looking for it. It's kind of surprising seeing the um, Ravens draft this well and having this good of a draft class, including a defensive tackle from UConn. Yeah, the worst team I think I've ever seen in college football. <laughs> so just, just seeing that and like being able to get all this good value out of it 
is it's kind of crazy. Cause yeah, but I will give the the Jets are also up there for me because you get obviously Ahmad Gardner and Garrett Wilson are two of the best players at their position in yep. in the league. But then not to mention they somehow were able to get Jermaine Johnson to fall at twenty six yeah, on the big which, board. He was ten. He oh, was like top ten. He was considered up there in the same ranks as those uh, first two DNs. Yeah. And then and then you followed it up by getting the Reese best Hall. running back yeah. in the draft. So yep. you got the best corner, arguably, the best receiver, arguably, one of the best DNs, and the best running back all in your first four picks. Yep. And they're I, all going to start right away. Yeah, I was saying to my some of my friends this weekend, because we were talking about the Jets draft class a little bit, and I was saying how the Jets could make things, like at least some games, interesting. I know it's a lot of rookies, and they probably won't win too many games. But they'll make it interesting, at least, and especially if they get Debo. They could like mix it up a little bit in that division. I did hear that they offered the tenth pick and then a pick swap, like a and then a second round pick swap for Debo, and they declined the trade. So mm. wow, interesting. I mean, I, I don't. So that just shows you how much more value Debo has to the Niners than say AJ Brown or Hollywood yeah, to yeah, their well, respective teams. Also, they I know the Niners definitely want to move on from. Um, Why well, I can't Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy, Jimmy G yeah. Oh, yeah because like. They they really want to keep Debo to have a wide receiver one for uh, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. I blank it <laughs> out. All the 49ers QBs We're right now. There. You're doing but, good. Uh, it's been a long weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> okay, well, uh, and then the Niners draft Mr. Irrelevant for a quarterback, yep. probably for backup for Trey Lance yep. now with um, – Iowa State's QB. Well, now no teams need quarterbacks because yeah, of the draft. everybody has them. Now the bigger <laughs> question is – What's happening with Baker Mayfield? Well, I was I was gonna bring that up. Is it is Baker gonna get dropped? I I don't J-E-T-S, know any Jets Jets Jets. Okay, but they have they have Zach Wilson's they bad. Have Zach Wilson. No, no, no. Okay, but they're not but gonna see, give up. Yeah, on him I agree. No, no, I agree. you know that's what I'm saying. If he gets dropped, pick up Baker as a backup, and then just, then because Zach Wilson, I, I think he'll start the year off pretty poorly again. So they have Baker's <laughs> they have Baker's the starter. I don't know. He's got some weapons now. Yeah, exactly. But True. see, but people are saying he's gonna overthrow him and stuff. But, <laughs> but having Baker as their starter, then he could learn a little bit from him from behind. I don't know if you and just polish up. Have well, a guy learn. That's why. That's why. That's why he'll polish his game up a little bit and have Baker take the fall for him. So it's not his fault anymore. Baker takes they don't. The they don't need to draft the QB yet. Put him back at starter, and then Baker, he'll be a little bit better. Teams bringing Baker to be the scapegoat. That's Jim, how it is. Jimmy G or Baker will be a Seahawk by the start of the year. Oh. I, I want to put my stamp Speaking on of that Baker, one. Did I you, think they I think they want to they want to roll with Drew Lock for now. I think no, so. no, they I do. Have you watched them play? They do. I, yeah, I, I wouldn't, but I no, think they I understand want to. that. But like, if the Seahawks do that, like, but, is Kenneth Walker gonna have four hundred touches? I think they're going for. I think they're going for total rebuild right now. Oh yeah. Uh, back to the Baker thing. Did you see his statue get unveiled at Oklahoma? No, it no. looks nothing like it. It's oh a Cristiano God. Ronaldo oh situation. Oh my his God. forehead's too big. Pull his face just, just doesn't look like Baker my at God. all. Oh, poor, poor guy. He's just been, he's, you know he's what? kicking a man you while feel, he's down. You feel right bad now. for the guy. He's, it's been handled so poorly for him, and because what? of how poorly <laughs> the Let me see this. Turn this around. Here, hold here. on, hold on. I'm trying to make it bigger. I don't know how to make it. <laughs> it is two like. Fingers, two fingers. Oh, yeah, Brayden. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> this is like just a typical Heisman trophy, but they made it bigger and gave it Baker Mayfield's number. What the? That looks nothing like no. him. 
What? Everybody right now, go look this up. That's so funny. Yeah, you, you're going to want to see the, this. These, That's pro, funny. these profi- uh, professional statue makers are really just fleecing people for money it's great. right now. It's great. It's great. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, with our last nine minutes here, I want to touch on something else that's yeah. a quiet brain I, I down I did want to say one thing about last words um, best draft <laughs> class. Kansas City actually had a really good draft. They did. Look at they drafted well. Trent McDuffie, cornerback from Washington, yep. 21 overall. And they also got George Karlofkis, 30, the oh, yeah. D from yeah, Purdue. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. guy's a beast. Yeah. Not to mention they also they got third, a, they third got a good round receiver, right? Third round. Uh they did, yeah. Uh let me see. Sky Moore from Western Sky Michigan. Moore. That liked, guy's I also Sky Moore Yeah, too. he had a really good year. What was it? He had uh, can't see how many touchdowns right now, but oh third round. The Chiefs loved uh linebacker from Wisconsin, Leo Chanel. That dude was insane this year. And that was like the biggest steal of the third round, a bunch yeah. of the analysts yeah. were saying. Yeah. So I don't. They had a just. I think they might have had one of the best drafts out of I'm any curious, team. You know what? I, this off season's been so wild. I'm just curious to see what next year looks like because I feel like I can't predict anything anymore. No, like, everything has changed. Yeah. It's going to be wild. Well, moving on. Speaking of wild, uh, Ooh. There, there you go. The Segway. The Stanley Cup playoffs start tomorrow, <laughs> and our Minnesota Woo! Wild, baby, our Minnesota Wild play the Blues. And let me just my Arizona Coyotes didn't make it. They, uh, yeah. Let me, they were close. Let me throw something out there. To anyone, hockey fan, non-hockey fan, and I'm not just saying this as a Wild fan, but you got to watch this Wild Blues series. It's probably going to be the best series yeah. of the playoffs. I mean, these are two, it's it's a rivalry matchup, two teams that hate each other. Each They've played three times. The Blues have won all three times. I was going to say, the Blues, I, I haven't peed them in track a little bit. Yeah. They have looked pretty dominant lately, they've, too. The Blues have been rolling lately. The Wild have also been rolling lately. The Blues have won all three times, but two of those three have been in overtime. They've always been close games, hard-hitting games, and it only gets better during the playoffs. This is going to be the best series in the playoffs. Is Mark Andre going to be starting game one? I bet it's Cam Talbot. Yeah. Cam Talbot hasn't lost a game in regulation in a month. I mean, he deserves it. Definitely. Flurry's solid, but I think Cam Talbot's the hot hand right now. Yeah. You got to roll with the hot hand. Yeah. But it's you know what I'm 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 hyped this time of year. It it really it it's something to wake up for. Honestly. We were we were talking about it, and Braden, you're gonna disagree with us, but there's nothing better than playoff hockey. Playoff hockey is the oh. best. Is the you have playoff... not been watching hockey Listen, that are hard? Are you kidding okay. me? He, hold on. He he hasn't been watching it that hard, and he's still saying no, I mean, that. I've I mean, been no, watching no. this my Sorry. entire life, and I can agree. I'm saying, obviously, this year you've watched a lot. Yeah. What is last year? No, no. Yeah, obviously. What, yeah. So, what is but the you best? Been, it hasn't been playoffs yet since you've been watching it. Dude, I've watched playoff <laughs> hockey. What is the best? Okay. What is the then then Braden? What is no the better best, atmosphere? What is the best playoff atmosphere? What sport? Yeah, no, no, I thought you were terrible. saying which team what specifically. Sport? What sport no, is what the sport? best playoff sport. atmosphere? Yeah, probably football. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, disagree. I don't know, yeah. Lambeau Field in the playoffs. Everybody's going crazy in like negative ten degrees. I want Okay, so you know what? tomorrow Brayden, night Brayden, we're gonna watch. Get... We're gonna watch the Colorado Avalanche play the Nashville Predators. Nolan, you forced this man to watch. No, he won't. But I'll get him. I'll get him out there for ten minutes, and it'll be. It's actually. You know what? You know what? Here's what you got to see. You gotta. You need to watch. Go on YouTube tonight, right before you go to bed, you know, get all tucked in, and then yep. look up NHL playoff game-winning goals, okay, and just get chills because the crowd erupts. Their reactions are insane. It's always just nuts. There's one where the uh, the Kings scored an overtime winner in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup against the uh, Rangers, 
and it is nuts because you just won the cup on one goal in game seven in overtime. It, mm. It's so cool. It is. It's different than any because look at look at the NFL playoffs. You have an overtime game that everyone's upset about because only one team Best gets to touch it. ever. Right? Okay, <laughs> hold on. So everyone's upset because only one team touches it. All right. Where's the excitement in that? All right. They just yeah, they yeah. just got they I, I, I they, like they, they won a, they won a coin flip, drove down the field and scored. So exciting. Yeah. In the NHL, you go to overtime. It's a full period, five on five, and you're just going at it until mm. someone scores, and it's sweet. It's so cool. I would say that probably the best ever. This isn't. This wasn't in the finals, but when the Capitals finally beat the Penguins, so cool. And you're saying I don't watch hockey. <laughs> uh, but but the playoffs are gonna be great. We have the Avalanche as the one seed in the West. They're playing the Predators. Predators are a little hot right now. I think they Predators might, are gonna win. Be interesting. I I don't know. The Avalanche are, are so good this good, year. Yeah. And then then you got the Blues and the Wild. The two seed is the Wild. Three seed is the Blues. You know uh, we're really going great. with that one. Oh, Wilder winning that I, one. I know you're not going to like that take. Yeah, but I, yeah. I think it'll be Someone's, the Blues. Oh, yeah. Mr. I don't watch hockey coming no, in to tell us we're I, on. I look up the scores, <laughs> and I, I look at the records. Okay. And then we got the one-seed Calgary facing wild card uh, Dallas. Calgary's going to roll. Possibly fast, so. the best. Yeah. We were we were talking about it. I think that Calgary has the best Calgary's first line. really good. Johnny too. Goudreau may deserve the heart. Which he's come out of nowhere. Like, you know, he's always been a solid player, but yeah. this year is his first year of really blowing up and being yeah. really good. And you got the Oilers and the and the Kings, which... Uh, this is the least exciting series for me. Agreed. Honestly, the Oilers have some of the most exciting players, but they always disappoint. And how did the Kings squeak into the playoffs? Yeah, I don't that know is about not that a good team either. So I'm not excited about that. Whoever wins that one is just getting rolled past by the Flames. <laughs> I agree with you. And you head over to the East and you got the Panthers who are on fire. I don't know where yeah. America, America's from. team. There America's you go. Team. America's team who can't fill a stadium. <laughs> <laughs> the the Florida Panthers, the one seed against the the Capitals as the wild card too. Now, I love the Panthers and I see them winning, but the Capitals are going to run for their money. OV in playoff time, different animal. Man. I don't know, man. I, I think I think a nice makes no sense hockey in Florida, but a nice little Little uh, Panthers Lightning matchup in the second it'd be, round. It'd be yeah. a good matchup. I'm just tired of seeing Tampa Bay win. And yeah, then, me too. But then to bring up but the probably not, the second best series currently in the first round, I would say the you Maple Leafs so? and the Lightning. Oh, oh, I think that that might be the most competitive series. I think that this is going to be the, the most, Wild Blues. I think this would be the most competitive series. But I am pumped up for Rangers Penguins. Rangers Penguins will be a really it's good one. Be so I'm excited fun. for that one too. I got because a I got a buddy who's a big Rangers fan. It's, that's going to be a fun one. Everybody who, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but the like the exciting team that everybody loves this year for some reason is Zabanajad's Rangers. It's you know what they're hard not to like. I don't know. Like th- this is a t- they rebuilt really quickly yeah. and they're winning despite their. Number one overall pick the year prior and their number two overall pick the year prior to that, both not playing well. They're still playing unreal. They have arguably the best goalie in the world. Yeah, my, next to Andre Vizlevsky with the Lightning, it, they're they're fun. They are yeah. fun to watch. And yeah. then and then you got the Hurricanes and the Bruins, which eh. you know Hurricanes are a really good team. Bruins are a really good playoff team. I think that's going to be fun because the Bruins always get hot in the playoffs. The Canes are good, but uh, I don't know. Hard to beat that. Uh, All right, so I want you to give me your your four teams that are making it to the final four. Four teams in the final four. Let's go. Um, let's go Panthers. Okay. Um, Rangers. Ooh, ooh I oh, agree yeah. with you. Panthers, Rangers, Flames, and the Wild. We'll give it to them. We'll I mean, I'm gonna go. Wild. I'm gonna go Wild. Um, 
I can't see it going anywhere other than the Flames either. The Rangers, wow, this is Chuck. Um, <laughs> and then Toronto, because they're breaking Toronto, it finally. Toronto falls apart in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Every When's the last time they won a series? Hasn't it been? Joke. It's been like 60 years, <laughs> don't, right? don't watch hockey at all. Watch this. These are going to be the Final Four. Yeah. Flames, Avs, Lightning, and uh, shoot, let's just go with the Rangers. Where did you pull care. that from, huh? <laughs> hey, that, they got the well, whatever elite. comes to my I mind like, right now. I like their logos the most. <laughs> nah, not that. <laughs> oh, Dude. my gosh. It's, it, it, I, think, I think the Florida Panthers win it all. And I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. Their coach is a former wild player. He's the one who actually scored the game winner against the Lightning in 03. Mm, their, their current coach. Random Andrew Burnett. Smallest city to have a professional sports team is where Florida. Is it Sunnyside, Florida, or something, something, something like, like that? that. So, but it's literally just Miami. But it is, but. it is eight o'clock, so we'll have to end it there. But thank you for tuning in to uh, this week's edition of the Final Whistle and Blue Gold Radio Sunday as a whole. Uh, we're almost done with the semester, so I think we got one or two shows left, um, and uh, that'll be all until next fall. But I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your Sunday evening and uh, an even better week.